Hello, hello. Today is Monday, April 19th, 2021. And with me today are two special guests yet again in Doug Lesko and Sean Harrington. Uh, if you guys are not familiar with these two names and these two uh, good gentlemen, I've had them on a couple of shows in the past talking about hockey. Both of them are huge Devil fans, of course, which, hey, I don't hate the Devils, but as a Rangers fan, you can hate my team all you want, but just don't hate me. Um, so, boys, it's a pleasure to have you again today. But uh, the reason why I have you is because of the NHL trade deadline. So, first, uh, first of all, how are you all doing today? I'm good, Dom. I'm how good. you doing, buddy? Good, 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 boys. Um, I'm glad we got this uh, going. You know, uh, the NHL trade deadline I felt like was so quiet, and then it just burst um, with a big bubble. So, um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and you guys are going to be the main uh, crop. You know, for this, so um, we'll we'll get right started into it. So I'll ask you guys both for your opinion, and uh, Sean, I'll have you go first, just because I was looking at the S uh, on your screen. Uh, Sean, <laughs> what is, in your opinion, your favorite trade or the best trade even that happened uh, this trade deadline? Well, I think as a Devils fan, I was very happy with the return for Kyle Palmieri and Travis Sajak. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. There were rumors that Kyle Palmieri would get like a second round pick and maybe a prospect. He wasn't playing well enough to get that first round pick that the Devils coveted. And the only way the Devils were going to get it is if they packaged Zajac with him to the Islanders. And it really all worked out. I mean, the two players they got, uh, AJ Greer and uh, that other guy, I mean, they're just AHL contracts. But I was very happy with the return. Uh, for Paul Marion Zajac, and I really hope they win a cup because those two were my favorite players. Literally, I have both of their jerseys, so I hope they do really well. And uh, yeah, so that's that's just me being biased <laughs> a little bit. There's no shame in that. I mean, really. Uh, yeah. When I saw that trade, I was like, you know, they're building young. Those two players, especially uh, Zajac, was a really long, like a long time devil at this point. Um, you know, he gave it his all in New Jersey. It was a, you know, a tough message to read when he had to leave and he had to say his goodbyes. But I get you. Um, I would root for a team, too, if we traded away Zibanejad or Temi Panarin and everything else like that. So um, I get it, you know, and uh, they're yeah. finally on contenders like they deserve for now. And let's see if they get it done. <coughs> I like the bias. It's totally fine. Um, yeah. I get exciting. Um, and the f just a little tidbit, I think that first-round pick that they got from the Islanders is not going to be used uh, to be drafted with. I think they're going to really? try. and Yeah, I'm very convinced that they're going to try because they already had three first-round picks last year. They're going to try and maybe package it with a deal uh, for probably a scoring winner, winger. Uh, mm -hmm. I could see guys like Besser. Vancouver has been falling off recently. Yeah. Uh, Besser, Goudreau, if Calgary wants to decide to go in a different direction. So there are a ton, ton of wingers out there that the Devils could target. And, and, and I think that Islanders pick is going to be used to get it. That's pretty, I like that. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's, that's a good idea. Um, I haven't really thought about that. I really, because especially with that deal, it kind of seems like Devils are in a completely youth-driven movement now, you know? Like, you shipped out your two oldest guys pretty much except for maybe P.K. Subban at 31, who's still, you know, he's in his prime pretty much, although it doesn't look like it. Uh, and <laughs> I really, I, I think they're going to draft with it. I think Holtz, they're really relying on to become the scoring winner, along with like Dawson Mercer and Nolan Foote. I think they're really relying on the system to be brought up well, because I think they got good development in place. Nolan Foote's making his debut this weekend, actually. 
there you go. Against the Rangers, yeah. yeah. So um, Sunday. It all. De- I think it. I think it really depends on how those prospects move and how they feel about Holtz and Foot and Mercer at that point. But um. Well, the yeah, way I, mean, I, I see would... it, the way I see it is like we have no wingers. We we've seen the progression of Jack Hughes this year. He's been unbelievable, caught creating so many scoring chances, and nobody can finish. I mean, I know Kwokinen and Sharon Govich are doing the best they can here, and this is what we have. But you need more. You need as many depth forwards as you can get. That's how you win in this league. But. I don't know. That was just something I thought yeah. of. But. No, I was just going to touch on that because, you know, watching Jack Hughes is phenomenal, but he's he's only able to score at like a half a point a game per pace. Um, mm. And, you know, you look at the creativity, you look at the skill, and you can tell this guy's a star, but he's got Kokonen and Sharon Govich on his wings, which, you know, respectable, but they're like third-line guys, you know. Jack Hughes is a star, and he needs a winger. So I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Bezer or Goudreau, somebody that's had problems with their teams, be brought in. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, it could be on Hughes a little bit, but a team effort would really help him out. Um, anything like that, it could be the passing. You know, the opportunities he gets might not be so much unless you get a really good uh, other elite player in there. And that interests me with Goudreau. Maybe even – I know Monaghan's a center, but, like, if you guys can get more of that and just – offensive juggernauts that I think that would help the devils because of, I feel like they don't shoot the puck that much like other teams and just, they don't get those opportunities, but when they do, they kind of botch some plays. I don't know with the devils and defensively speaking, you guys might need to get a veteran out there because um, it's not been pretty. I mean, black tearing your squad as much as he can, but defensively, I think you guys need to do a little something. Yeah, it's frustrating to watch, especially with like the scoring, because you can watch Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer make these plays, and then he'll make a sweet pass across the ice, and then they'll bobble the puck, or you know he'll be set up for a one timer, and they'll pass it just out of reach for him. It's frustrating to see because we have Nico, you know, we have elite guys like that, but they can't really mesh well together. So to get a winger to play on really either of their wings, preferably Jack Hughes, though, I think it'd be. Uh, invaluable and um like you said the defense it's ever since we lost andy green it's been really rough yeah. even uh, before that well we yeah had before, two of our def- before that but andy green was our last hope yeah seriously and we had two d- defensemen get shipped out during the deadline that mm-hmm. got claimed off of waivers by dallas and then cool yeah. got traded to edmonton so they so they they really lost one defenseman, and I know we're going to probably we'll just get into it now. The Siegenthaler trade that the Devils mm-hmm. made for the third round yeah. pick, I thought it was okay. Like as just a depth defenseman, um, he was really just buried under the Capitals because um, they had Orlov on the left side. Then they had Chara who came in. He was supposed to play some pretty big roles for the Cap, and then Chara came in. So yeah. I don't mind it if he turns into the defensive defenseman that he's supposed to be so I, I don't mind it for a third rounder I mean listen I'm impressed watching him like he'll he'll make just these simple small plays like like checking off somebody in the boards or taking a puck away as they're entering the zone that can cost a goal or something that like a, a less experienced defenseman would just let let swim right by them like I watched Ty Smith in the Rangers game on Saturday that Artem Panarin just flew right by him if Siegenthaler was on that side he I think he would have stopped that play, and there, all of a sudden, there's no goal, and it's a, it's a more competitive game. Yeah, definitely, and you know, you got to build from the ground up, right? And uh, yeah, 
I can kind of compare myself, and I get it. The Rangers have some studs on the team, but they're one of the younger teams too. And uh, when you watch every game, boys, and um, I give you guys credit first off, because one one of my other Devil uh, friends, um, he doesn't watch the games anymore because you know they're not going to do anything. But I give you guys props because I don't think the Rangers are going to do much, even though they're putting up a fight. Um, but we still watch the movement, the youth movement, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to be big. The only thing I'll say about the Devils is that I'm actually kind of shocked that they didn't tra- try and trade PK Subban uh, because he has been pretty good this year. I would say, like, for what he's having sure, to go through age wise. Yeah, I'm sure they were shopping around a little bit, but yeah, nobody's going to contract, contract is too tough. To yeah, move. like mm-hmm. nine mil. It's yeah. it's tough, and he's he's got that next year too. So mm-hmm. yeah, PK it's not like he's a UFA. Very, it wouldn't be yeah. a rental, you know. Yeah, he his PK's value is so low right now. There's just no way anybody's trading for him. The only reason, the only way he can get off the Devils is if Seattle takes him. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they're banking on. We'll see. Yeah. I'm they not might too get sure. like a veteran like that, like you know. Um, but I also want to talk about staying in this division, Boston. Uh, we love them or hate them, uh, and <laughs> I hate them so um yeah they go out and i like the way whoever put this uh, you're funny <laughs> uh taylor hall and lazar to boston for a bag of pucks uh jork in a second round essentially yeah yeah i mean especially watching after that palmary and zajac trade devils managed to get a first and a couple of low-level prospects out of that to watch ha- taylor hall who's i felt like was the premier piece kind of at this deadline along with curtis lazar who's no joke you know like he can score, he can he can hold down a third or fourth line for a second round pick, so that's respectable, you know, whatever. And then Anders Bjork, who after talking to some Boston fans, really apparently does not hold up to his potential, and is kind of they're glad to see him shipped out. I think Boston really ripped off the Bruins here. Buffalo, or, or yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that you see that often with the Sabers, and of course. The minute he goes to Boston, he's got like what two goals in two in two games already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now two, he tries. It matches his total in the whole season. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sean, you got to add on that. Yeah, I, I I actually really thought it was funny because the Calgary Flames traded Sam Bennett to Florida, and they got more. Florida yeah. gave up more for Sam Bennett than Boston did for Taylor Hall. So I thought that was really funny, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, Taylor Hall really fits on that second line with uh, Krejci and Craig Smith. And then you obviously have that power line of Marchand, Bergeron, and Pasternak. So their top their top six is really sad. I would be really worried if uh, whoever had to play Boston in the playoffs because that yeah. those two Especially lines with all really that experience. Score. Yeah, you know? and plus those you are some Matt, veteran guys. You have McAvoy mm-hmm. on the back end, and uh, Brian Carlo isn't bad. And then you have two, the two-headed monster, Tuka Rask and Halak in net. So whoever plays Boston in the first round, good luck to you. Yeah. and uh, Absolutely. Oof. So with the four teams making it, right, would it be like one and four and then two and three? Season? Yeah. So yeah. right now, if the Islanders are in first, or no, Pittsburgh might, or Washington. I don't know the, I don't know the standings. I think it's Washington. It's Washington right now, yeah. Yeah, so Washington would play Boston, and then the Islanders would play Pittsburgh, whoever's home for that. It's a lose-lose situation for me. Huh? <laughs> I mean, really. But, yeah, and, and speaking of the Penguins, um, they got Jeff Carter. He's getting up there in age, but he is out of the L.A. Kings after so many years there. Uh, guys, you guys, you know, the 
Pittsburgh Penguins have been going through so many injuries, but they're still cruising in uh, yeah. youth, and, you know, talent-wise and everything, and coaching uh, in that Penguins organization. So, I mean, Jeff Carter has a pretty good split right now in 42 games with eight goals and nine assists. Um, how are we feeling about I this? I mean, I, I think that's a great playoff. That's a great pickup, especially for the playoffs, because you get somebody that knows how to win. He knows how to maneuver in the playoffs, you know. Third-line center, Jeff Carter, I'll take that every day, you know, for not – not a huge return, you know, just a couple of picks and that Pittsburgh, you know, clearly they're going all in on this playoffs here. Oh yeah. I, I think it's a smart move. Yeah. I would probably say it, it's okay. I'm not really a huge fan of it just because of how old Jeff Carter is. He's borderline useless at this point. I mean, 17 points in 42 games is not really a lot. He's probably just there for the experience and, until Malkin can come back because he's probably going to be out. He's already yeah. out at extended period yeah. of time. But so to be I fair, think, to be fair, you plug Carter into that Penguins power play system, and all of a sudden those numbers get boosted up. You know yeah. who's who's really scoring over in in uh, Los Angeles? I mean, uh, Dustin Brown was doing pretty well for a little <laughs> bit, but um, yeah, nobody. But yeah, I just think Carter's just like out of his prime. He's yeah. a little too yeah. old, and it's he's, it's, he's it's starting to catch up with him. Yeah, and he he's already got a couple cups. Uh, yeah, on his belt. So fucking Jeff Carter, I hate that guy. <laughs> when the Devils had to play him in the Stanley Cup Final, I fucking hated that guy. Even when he was on the Flyers, I hated him. Dude, that's a throwback. Yeah, I think he was with the Blue Jackets, the Flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah Blue Jackets legend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how many games did he like? He barely played with the Columbus. I think he played like a season or two for yeah. Columbus. I thought it was like a handful of games, and then you know, Jerusalem. So, uh, yeah, um, what a, okay, so now uh, I'm going to do an opposite question here. Out of everything that went on and all the crap that went on for this NHL trade deadline, what do you think is the worst trade that went down and why? And, Doug, I'll start with you because I think I started with Sean the last time. Worst trade. Um, I, 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 I Just off the top of my head, I think I have to give it to Washington for that Manson deal. <laughs> I mean. I knew you were going to say that. That's what <laughs> I was going to say. Detroit, Detroit murdered them. Anthony Manta, very respectable guy, great goal scorer, you know, plugged into any system really well. But, you know, you get a young scoring guy like Jakob Vrana along with Richard Panik, who, you know, he's just there to kind of relieve salary cap, I think, for the Caps. He just kind of threw in on the deal. But then you also get a first-round pick and a second-round pick, especially yeah. in the market that this was with, uh, with Taylor Hall going for a second, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just brutal for Washington and a great deal for Detroit. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Anthony Mantha is a pretty solid piece, but you absolutely. Don't give up. And let's not be wrong. Let's not kid ourselves here. Vrana's not terrible either. So I totally agree. That, I think I'm pretty high on Vrana. I was pretty shocked when uh, Washington traded him. I know I, I heard some rumblings that they weren't really happy with his development and he was healthy, scratched a couple of games. But I always thought Vrana was like a nice piece. I mean, he was one of the best Washington prospects for a long time because they could not draft really ever until like once they won, like right before they won the cup and he was their best prospect. He was young at that point, but I thought uh, Jacob Verano was not bad. And the fact that he got thrown into that deal, the, the Capitals are going to have so many salary cap problems because Ovechkin's going to want a new deal and he's probably going to want at least 10 mil. Um, so they have to worry about that. Um, 
He's going to want term too. Oh, he's going to want yeah, because he's going to want to beat that Gretzky record. And I totally think he just had. He's going to average thirty-five goals for the next like four years and get it. So that's all he needs. But yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of a head scratcher for me. And it (laughs) turns out Mantha's actually not doing terrible. Which is yeah, no. the which is the crazy thing. Of course, thing you know you expect this. that. You expect that, especially when you plug him into a system like Washington that's already set up. But just it's baffling. I mean, they they can't draft, so they're giving up their best prospect pretty much plus picks. I mean, they're kind of screwed for the future. Yeah, I think yeah. once yeah. Ov once Ov and Backstrom go, they don't really have much after that because they yeah. have Kuznetsov, obviously. Carlson, obviously, Samsonov. I don't know what he is, um, but yeah. I, I it, their their future is looking a little shaky past Ovi. Yeah, it, it, like win now uh, again. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's perfect way to describe it. They're in win now. Yeah, I and, think. Yeah, yeah. My philosophy is that if any team wins the cup directly after a trade, there's no judgment. They win the trade. So, yeah, you know, we can talk all this right now, but if they win the cup, they're the real geniuses here. Yeah, and they have, I mean, talent that they have, they really can uh, get hot. But, like, defense has been a little bit of an issue for them. Goaltending ever since Braden Holpe uh, left has been kind of a wishy-washy slope that they're not sure who's going to be behind the net. So, um, you know, that's going to be the thing, too. Uh, Ovechkin still scores from that same kind of left wing area. So those beautiful slap shots. Uh, Oshi and Backstrom are just phenomenal players and teammates. So the Capitals have the talent, but I feel like there are some like you know Swiss cheese holes in there that are going to prevent them from making a run uh, compared to the Islander. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. Compared to the <laughs> Islanders or um, the Penguins in that division or Boston. So. Um, yeah, that, that one I was shocked with. My friend Justin, who's a huge, huge Capitals fan, um, was shocked about that too. Um, they're still talented, but it was just a lot. I mean, they got fleeced. They got a whole, like yeah. straight robbery. I mean, that's that Steve Eiserman magic right there that built Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah. Out, look out for Detroit in a couple of years. They already have a solid, solid amount of prospects. Just, Definitely. It's only a matter of time until oh. they're good again. Yeah, it's how you got to go. Like, I know Eric Carlson, when he got traded from Ottawa, Ottawa stinks, but they've been doing stuff, um, and they're young, and they're not even that bad. Like, the Sabres bad. Um, and then now look at the Sharks. I mean, besides, like, Timo Myers, like a young stud, they really don't have much. They're getting really old. I know they got Logan Couture uh, and some maybe other guys out there. It's, are- it, it's painful to watch the Sharks because they were such a fan favorite when they made that cup, cup run. For them. Yep. And and now they just blew it. You know, they got all these old men on old long-time contracts and they're not producing and they got no prospects as a result of it. It's yep. just heartbreaking. Yeah, and gold, goalie-wise, like Martin Jones, David Dubnik got traded to Colorado. Yeah. I mean, that's big for the Avalanche. They need a backup goalie. It's a great deal for the Avalanche. I think the Avalanche, if I want to see any team win it, honestly, it's Colorado. Like I think, I remember- I think they deserve it. They do because I remember I was a junior in high school and they had like the worst record by far. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was like the year right before Matt Duchesne got traded. Yeah, uh, it was like the dark ages for them. Yeah, it was before like Rodvina went off, McK- uh, Nate McKinnon. Um, so like, oh by the way, McKinnon finally has some help with Rantanon. He is so good. And Landis Gog, yeah, Landis Gog's been lighting up. Yeah, 
But, um, he's always been good, but he's really tearing it up this year. Yeah, and I would like to see that just the way that we saw them develop. And um, the only thing about Colorado, I'm going to give you a hot take. It's kind of off topic. I do not like the blue helmets. You the like something to be desired. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it's a uniform. I know. I'm just yeah. Like... I, I don't know. But um, I, how, how can we talk about the Colorado Avalanche and not mention Kale McCarr? He mm-hmm. is something else. Like, he came coming out of college. His first NHL game is a playoff game, and he scores in it. And then he wins the, the, the Calder against – Quinn Hughes, who I personally thought should have won it. Me too, um, yeah. But Kale McCarr is sick, and I think the only problem with the Avalanche is their goaltending. I do not think Grubauer is a number one starter. Uh, I think mm-hmm. for them to be good, they need a 1A, 1B, and I think Grubauer can be a 1A, but they just need to find that 1B, and I don't think I agree. they did. I, think, I don't think, I think they did with Dubnik. I, think I don't think so either, but I think it's – enough of a shot for what like a fifth round pick they got they yeah, gave up for him. like that. i mean you know what it's probably that was the market for goalies kind of this year there wasn't really anybody out there but um i think that's a good deal for them i think it's the best they could do given the circumstances and that's really the only place they need to shore up maybe maybe the defense a little bit but other than that i think they're a really complete team yeah, and you know what? We're going to end it with this one because they're the most interesting team and now one of our friends Ryan said it. it's a no-brainer that this team is going to win the Stanley Cup, and I totally disagree with him due to their history, and we all have our bad droughts to here and there, but uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, oh, I get geez. it. They're loaded. Uh, first rounds, and they go out and make a little bit more noise with uh, Folingo and Osen. I think that's how you say their names. I'm sorry. Yeah, Devil's Legend, Stefan Nason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this team is pretty loaded. Uh, Jimmy Vesey couldn't work out there, that superstar. Over, yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, he, he was, <laughs> was overhyped since day one. Um, but, you know, this team is uh, loaded, and they have uh, Joe Thornton still, right? Because, like, yep. I get mixed up with it because uh, they had, like, Marlowe, and then I think he's back with the Sharks. And Yeah. yeah it's so, like, awkward. Like, you know, like, he'll, mm-hmm. like, let me win ring. He doesn't. I go back. It's like so yeah. weird, like, um, but yeah. So take me with the Maple Leafs, just with this tra- uh, couple of trades, and also just overall what you expect. Because honestly, um, Campbell's been doing so great. I don't know if that streak broke, but I heard eleven straight wins, eleven zero and zero in the season. Um, I'm not a Freddie Anderson fan, Doug. I'm sorry, um, but you know, <laughs> Jack Campbell's been doing really well behind the uh, net for them, and yeah, they got superstar talent. But um, besides Austin Matthews and William Nylander, to me. I don't know if they're going to be that great into the playoffs for some reason. You know what? I hate to say it. I think it might be their year. I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I think they're just too talented because there's something to be said when it comes to veteran experience coming into the playoffs. But you know what? They got Spezza. They got Thornton. They got they just got Felino, who's captain of the Blue Jackets. He knows how to beat, especially Tampa Bay. You know, he's great at beating Tampa Bay. Um, and – they just, I think they're too talented, especially if Jack Campbell can ride this hot streak. I mean, and not to mention, they're not giving up much for the future either. You know, they got, they're all young guys Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander. They're good for a decade at least. Um, you know, they got young guys, Nick Robertson, kind of Tim, Tim Lilligren. He, he was a little overhyped, but he's still going to be a good piece. 
I mean, Morgan Riley, they got back on the back end. I think they're just too, too set up. I think they're a real, real threat. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, the, I completely forgot that John Tavares was a Maple Leaf. Oh, my oh God. Me, too. Like, me oh, too. my God. He is the quietest superstar <laughs> in the entire league, and he plays in probably the biggest market. So, he, like, after you talking about it, Dom, I was really thinking about it, and I think, yeah, I, I have to admit, because they have the goaltending. If Jack Campbell and Freddie Anderson can hold them down through the throughout the playoffs – I think they have a chance and because their top six is just unbelievable. And something that's really been a problem for them is depth scoring and defense. And they shared that up with TJ Brody over the offseason. I think he was a pretty good addition. And then um, they just signed one of their prospects, Rodian Amirov, who was also a defenseman. I think he plays the right side. He's, so, a, he's a winger. Is he a winger? Yeah, oh, he's, 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 he was pretty uh... – Pretty talented, oh, is, I think. Yeah, this is, yeah, but he was like a first or second rounder, I think. Yeah, um, but yeah, I the they they're shirting up, getting as much experience because they need to shore up that bottom six. That that was a huge problem for them over postseasons past, um, and even look at Alex Galchenyuk. He's he's doing yeah. something there, he's moving around his whole career with Arizona. Got. Um, Montreal. He played for Montreal. Well, he started with yeah. Montreal, and then he went to Arizona, Pittsburgh, yeah. the Wild, all over yeah, te- the place. Teams have he's he's only still in the league, I think, based on his potential because they can see the skill there, and it's kind of paying off for the Maple Leafs at this point. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I think they're they're striking the iron hot at the right time now, and uh, they're they're definitely going to be a threat in the playoffs. I I know everybody's going to be like, oh, the Leafs aren't winning the cup, but. I don't know. I'd watch out for them. They're still really dangerous because Marner and Matthews are just unbelievable. That's right. Uh, Marner, too, I forgot to mention. He's having a stellar year. And, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, baseball talk. I talked about this with the Dodgers. They've been choking for years. And I don't believe they got a Mickey Mouse ring, even though it's really funny of a term, just because if it was my team getting it, I wouldn't be saying the same thing. So the Dodgers is well earned. And, you know what, with the Maple Leafs in 56 games, if they could do this in the playoffs, uh, well deserved. And, I like Austin Matthews. Uh, I like that team. And, you know, they attract players because it's Toronto. It's hockey. It's a really nice, big, diverse city. Um, you're going to get guys wanting to go there. So it's I'm, – I'm guessing, if you guys don't know on the top of your head, is it the second largest Canadian market um, for, like, an NHL team? Like, yeah, I'm guessing definitely not. I'd I would say, say the first. Either, I would say it's one or two. Okay. It's either that. I mean, Montreal kind of kind of flips back and forth, but I, I think it's Toronto. They're fanatics up there. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to see what happens. Um, hopefully, the Islanders don't win the state. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll be happy for <laughs> you guys. Uh, I'll be happy as long as the Bruins or the Penguins don't. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah. Or, or the Flyers. Just kidding. The Flyers won't even make the playoffs. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, Ryan. Kind of not sorry. <laughs> not sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but hey, boys, that was great. Um, I think that's all we have uh, for this talk, for this one. But, you know, if there's any more hockey news, especially going into the playoffs, I'd love to have you guys again to really make our uh, little own bracket and predictions. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd yeah, be a really definitely. good idea. Cool. Yeah, but uh, thank you guys again. That's all I have for you guys this Monday afternoon. For more updates on my podcast, feel free to follow me at The Roast to Take and tune in every Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, for more episodes. I'm out, guys. Peace.